Hello, hello. I am Gosha from Cosmic Agency. Thank you very much for being here in this channel. Thank you very much for watching all of the videos so far and for watching two last videos about Rachel's encounter with Eisenhower and her involvement with the real society. I think that it is highly interesting what she has informed us about, and I would more than love to continue this dialogue with her. And actually, that was the original plan, to continue to talk about these matters and and go deeper into the subjects. However, as you know, in November last year, we lost temporarily, I believe, the contact with the Tigetans. So unfortunately, we were not able to continue. So these two parts of the videos, that's all I have for now about this subject. But, you know, you never know, I might get the opportunity to continue to talk to them about those things. Having said that, I want to mention that I have opened an alternative channel, Cosmic Agency 2. Please subscribe to it. I'm not going to do anything with it at the moment, but I want to have it just in case, just in case anything happens to this channel. As you know, as you know, anything can happen and things do happen to YouTube channels, especially when they start talking about uncomfortable, uncomfortable things to the cabal and their operatives. And more information will be coming, some of it quite controversial, I think. So I want to be prepared just in case. I don't want to like call it out, but from the universe and manifest it. But it's there. Cosmic Agency 2. Please subscribe uh, just in case this one disappears. What I do want to specify also is that the information given to us is specifically the information coming from the Tigetan Pleiadians. As you know, there are hundreds of different races, even within Pleiades themselves. There, there are so many different angles and so many different societies and mindsets and cultures. I am just presenting a perspective of the Tigetan Pleiadians. I am not saying how in some aspects, because in some aspects, yes, it's universal and applies to all races. But in some aspects, what I'm presenting applies to them, to the specific race, how they perceive things. Even though they are, they are the front, forefront, they are very involved with the human affairs and they play an important role within the Federation, as I understand it. However, you know, if you ever come across something else or another piece of information or different presentation of certain events, just keep that in mind that it's, 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 it's given through, through the lens of the Tigetan perspective. This, by the way, in any way diminishes this perspective. As I said, they play an important role within the cosmic scheme of things. So their perspective, I deem it very important and relevant, and they do have access to, to the information and to the events. But as I said, if you come across another angle to something, just keep that in mind that it's given through that specific uh, race lens, how they understand things to be. So I only speak for the Tigetan Pleiadians. I just wanted to specify that. Also keep in mind that the communication that we've had with them is limited, was limited in a way that it is limited to the chat. Some of them, some of you are still asking me how the communication took place. It's not channeled. That's very important. I will be stressing this point every now and then. It is not channeled information. It is a word by word live chat contact with them 
through the internet. So nothing is distorted. I present you with the information exactly as it was given. Sometimes if we spoke in Spanish, so all I have to do is just translate into English and vice versa, but I'm not changing anything. So the communication is limited first to the chat. Okay. We speak through the chat and it's especially difficult for them because they are not used to this kind of communication. They are telepathic. Even, and even if they do use the language, they, they use it in a different way than we use the language. Their, 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 their language is more conceptual. They, they speak with fewer words, but they charge those words with 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 the interpretation, with the details. So if they say, I see the cat, we see in that sentence only I see the cat, but we don't know what kind of a cat, where I see the cat, etc. But when they say, I see the cat, they load this sentence with all kinds of information about the cat, about where the cat was seen, what time of the day, where it was, etc. So, so it is important to, to to keep that in mind that they are very limited to transfer the the ideas and the information because of it's a chat because the the limitation of the language itself also it is not their native language it is not our native language it is not my native language so we both are trying to present the information the best as 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 possible and be as thorough with it as possible but keep that in mind that they are still much more than what is being presented uh, so don't limit your perception of how they are just to just to these videos and just to just to the way that i was able to present them there is there is a larger presence behind them still so having said that, I want to mention a few things that we were talking about some time ago, just a few points here and there. I will talk about just a little bit about the illumination versus ascension. How did Zvaru actually perceive that? What is illumination? Also, I will mention something about the timelines, an interesting point about the timelines. I will mention something about ET agendas, one of their agendas for being here. And I will also mention uh, some information about the holographic society, the society which is the model for their society. They they live according to the holographic society model. And I will explain that a little bit because later on, I will make a whole new separate video about what is a holographic society. Okay, so let's start. The illumination. Actually, this was with Robert. Robert was in this conversation and he asked, Zvaru, can you tell us what is the difference between illumination? Is it the same as ascension? So this is what she says. It is a mental state. Illumination. It can be compared or in many cases it is said to be the ascension itself. In the first place, you cannot give the word the state illumination a definition because at the moment in which you try to define it, it is not that. It escapes the definition and goes beyond words. It exceeds words and even exceeds telepathically transmissible concepts. So cannot be even transferred telepathically what the illum illumination really is. And especially because it is something that is lived and is particular to each person. 
it is different for everybody and the route to get there will be different for everybody. For that particularity and unrepeatability, it is said that mystical experiences are something private and should not be shared, much less imposed as a rule to follow. The illumination and the way to get there is different for everybody. This goes for all these gurus out there who sometimes teach their ways to the illumination state, where in fact, as Varu says, that will be different to everybody. It will mean something different to everybody. And how to get there will also vary from one person to another. The ascension, she says, in this way, is only a mental state in which the perception and interpretation of everything that surrounds the person is expanded. So something something we are doing right now, right here, learning and expanding our interpretation of, of the reality through this information, for example. We are already on the ascension process by expanding our minds, being exposed to all these different ideas that I'm sharing with you through these videos. And other videos that you find out there, of course, this is not the only channel that gives interesting stuff out. So she continues, after all, reality is only a personal and particular interpretation of the individual. By understanding reality, worldly needs are transcended. Resistance to them is stopped. That is an interesting point. By understanding more and more of our reality, worldly needs are transcended, but resistance to them is stopped. It is an understanding of reality where rules and socially accepted explanations are left behind. The laws of physics, the laws of physics, and everything else. So, a highly enlightened person does not stop washing dishes and going out to cut wood to survive a harsh 3D winter. But the person already ascended and has only stayed to finish his life cycle in 3D. So being on the ascension process and being even illuminated does not eliminate you from interacting with the 3D reality and the things that you still need to attend to. It doesn't negate those 3D elements. You are just transcending them. You are not attached to them, but you don't resist them in any way. You can even use them as tools to further your ascension and further your transcendence. Now, let's talk a little bit about the timelines, just a little bit, an interesting fact that, as Varu mentioned, as you know, yes, uh, there are so many different timelines happening at the same time, and whether you ascend or not into the 5D will depend on you. It's not a collective event. It's, a, it's an individual event. In a way, as she explains here, Earth will always remain 3D. And it will always be in 5D at the same time. The progression to 5D, that's important, the progression to 5D is only a particular point of view or of a group of individuals. 
It is not linear. It just seems like it's linear. We are progressing now into 5D. No, it's all happening at the same time. The, the, the Earth already is in 5D and it already is in 3D, of course. In the same way that the universe is not expanding, not expanding, the scientific explanation behind this will be, will be given at some point in the future. In the same way that the universe is not expanding, there is no progression of before and after as in linear time. Therefore, the Earth still exists in the Roman era and in the Second World War, in the feudal era and in the time of Lemuria, all at the same time, happening, all happening at the same time. Just keep remember, there is no time. No, there is no time. So if there is no time and we already assume that and we accept that, then we have to go beyond the linear, logical, rational thinking of 3D that it somehow goes in a progressive way. No, it doesn't. It all happens at the same time. It is only the consciousness of the one who experiences being there that gives him or her an illusion of linearity. You can reincarnate from the 21st century to the Roman era. Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's just weird. Normally, it wouldn't happen, she says. It would be strange because the, the souls generally seek expansion. Although, she adds, although the experience of having lived in that time, going from the 21st century, may mean expansion from their point of view. There is no time, so all is possible. How about that? I'll leave it at that. Give it your own spin and interpretation. Process that on your own. Uh, sometimes adding too much for myself is not is not beneficial. I just prefer sometimes to just give you the words of of what they said, and then you can process it on your own. So let's continue with the subject now. ET agendas. I believe that there could be books written about the subject, as I believe it to be very, 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 very complicated and very deep. Although on the surface of it, it may seem simple, like they are here to help. But I believe that the reasons why, why they, they wish to help, also depending on each race and why that race wants to help, those reasons are, are quite complex and even uh, deeply metaphysical. So I'm not going to talk about all of these reasons at the moment. Actually, it was mentioned in one of the first videos, Why We Are Here. That was the title, Why We Are Here, and it's explained more. Uh, but one of the reasons here, interesting, interesting reason, I do want to mention. Um, so let's start with the beginning of this this conversation that we had. And she explains that Taigeta is a very complete society that does not need anything in terms of resources. Since, she's saying, since we are less than 38 million in four planets. So our only agenda is to help altruistically. Mm -hmm. And guide Tigetan souls back home. This is the point that I want to stress here. Guide Tigetan souls back home. It's an interesting agenda, I would say. Before I explain something about that, I had another question. Here I, I say, I had an important question about this, Varu, speaking of resources, because it was mentioned some time ago that one of the interests of the Federation for our ascension, it, 
it's the exchange of resources, the access to our resources after after the ascension. Yeah, it, it is on the on the list of interests. So wh- why not the cultural exchange, resource exchange, etc. So, but then I asked Svaru, you said that in Taigeta there is no shortage of anything and there is abundance of everything. So, why is one of the interests of the Federation our resources? Why do you need this exchange or access to our resources if there is plenty of everything there? So, this is what she explains. Not all members of the Federation have the resources of Taigeta. You see, as I said, there are so many different races, and I'm only speaking for the Taigetan perspective, but there are other, there are other races and not all members of the Federation have the resources of Taigeta. Others, yes, they are interested in an exchange of resources, minerals and cultural. Important here, but natural resources are not of the main interest. The main interest is you, the people of the earth and Shimpa. And she marked that in bold. The people of the earth are the main interests. It is the same for all the races. The humans are not really a species. I never tire of saying that, she says. It is a bio suit so that many very different species can coexist on earth to have a 3D experience for their personal reasons. And each race is here to do the same as us, to guide their own back home. Natural resources, interest, that's one of the less relevant reasons. It's not important. It's like a souvenir or a magnet that says Barcelona to stick on the refrigerator door, just to mark your presence. You, she says, all you there as humans are us, the stellar ones, and we are here for you, to guide you back home. And then I asked, but guide their own back home, only their own, each race is guiding their own. She says, for the most part, yes, only their own, because the others are outside of their jurisdiction, so to speak. However, it's not a strict rule that they can be helping other other star seeds, of course, as well. It's not, it's not set in stone that they are only, only, only helping their own. Remember that the final responsibility and the final decision and choice always falls on us, on the individual here. So if we wish to be helped, if by, even if it's another race, if we do want to go wherever we want to go, the decision and the final word is always ours. The autonomy and the individual freedom above all. Now, The last subject I want to go into a little bit is mm, holographic society. Yes, it's holographic, not holistic, because some people say I translate that wrong. I actually don't translate that at all. This is exact word they use, holographic society. It has nothing to do with the idea of, of a hologram like we, like, like we see it here on earth as a projection, as something that is not real, that is just there projected from somewhere else, a hologram. It doesn't mean that it's not real society projected from somewhere. A holographic society, as she explains, the name to start with means that that which includes everything and everyone equally, holographic, whole, wholeness, includes all, includes everything, all inclusive. This is the society they have. And this is the most prevalent model 
in the universe, in the galaxy. So it would be interesting to see if this society, this kind of a model can be implemented here on Earth after the ascension. It will all depend on us. They are not going to impose anything, as it will be explained here. So let's, let's continue here. The main pre- premise of this concept of the holographic society, and the most important one, is that the more consciousness people have, the less government it needs. It is inversely proportional. When a town has all the resources it needs and has empathy for the members within it, when it is known that everyone is connected as it is in a small community, what affects you affects everyone. So you do not need a government that imposes rules on that population because they already follow their own rules and are doing well with the premise of freedom and own responsibility, both individually and collectively. Now, this is interesting. The holographic society model that is most used, and that is also that of Taigeta, is the so-called graduated holographic system Andromeda model. It is based on the Andromeda model. I say graduated. This in here, it is my, my translation. In Spanish, it was, it was, it was said escalonado, escalonado, like stepped, like steps. But I feel it is quite appropriate. Graduated holographic system, Andromeda model. In this type of society, there is a series of councils that go from a small one of a town to another of a group of populations to a region to a council of a group of regions to another council, planetary council, and finally to a great council that represents all civilization, High Council of Taigeta. Anyone can be a member of this council, even children, as they often contribute very wisely with their ideas. Just as a fun fact, I think I did mention that, at the age of 13, more or less, they all recover their memories, their memory of who they are, their previous incarnations, etc. So I here I asked, is the holographic society prevalent in the universe? She says, yes, there are variants, but the most accepted is the graduated Andromeda model. And here I also asked, is that one, is this the one that you will introduce on Earth? She says, no, we will not introduce it because it would be imposition. They are very, very, very careful all the time about not interfering and not imposing anything. They are so careful about that. Even with us, with our interaction. It's it's amazing how respectful they always are and never try to impose, even with the schedules, like work schedules. We don't want to impose. We don't want to interfere. We always have to make sure, assure them that, no, no, you're not imposing. We respect that. Even when they present an idea that might seem contradictory to what we believe, they always are worried about that. And then we don't want to impose our opinions on, on you or our thoughts or our our perspectives. And we always have to assure them, no, we appreciate it. We, we, want, we want the information. We want your perspective. We want to know what you know. It's not the imposition. They are very, very respectful. So they say, we will not introduce it because it would be imposition. We can only offer. That's always their, their, their word, offer. We only offer, we can only offer the alternative. Not everyone will have the ability to understand how this model of the society works. Well, I hope that we we do grasp the idea once the time comes 
and and we can implement it because it is it is a nice concept it is a nice concept where everyone contributes according to their to their passions according to what drives them in life and what their talents are there is a mutual respect for everybody and for everybody's opinion in the council when there is a debate about the subject they they usually sit around a round table or in a circle facing each other always seeing each other's faces and they discuss until you know reaching the the agreement and even if there is no agreement usually there is usually there is as according to what she said but even if someone wants to be a rebel and do something else as long as it doesn't hurt or harm others any third parties and doesn't interfere with nature they can they can do what they want they are very they're very individualistic society well with this i'm going to finish uh, the next video will be about the nature of the soul nature of the soul stay tuned because as i always say this is just warming up it's it's going to be quite interesting in in the coming weeks and months and maybe even years. Who knows? That's my feeling. So stay with the channel and let's keep learning and expanding and ascending. We are all on the same boat here. It's exciting. Exciting times. Thank you very much for watching and I will see you in the next video. Thank you. Bye-bye.